So this afternoon we'll continue our development of the metta, loving-kindness practice. And in an ideal practice environment, well maybe this might not be ideal for you, but in a traditional practice environment we would have all the time in the world to develop this practice. And it said that traditionally we stay with these easy, the easy categories, and particularly considered easy as self and benefactor traditionally, stay with that until the metta is really um, established. And then as you introduce each new category, that you stay with them until they rise to that same level of connection. And so just that willingness to stay with the new being that you're sending metta to until it has the same level. And so uh, Kamala yesterday introduced the neutral person. There would be that intention. Can we hold this person with the same amount of care and kindness as we might do our dearly beloved friend or benefactor? So as I said, that may not be what you might consider an ideal practice situation, but it is the way it's held. And here we don't have that luxury. We're kind of on a, a timetable, and so we move on. Um, but the beauty about doing it in this way, in this kind of retreat, is you get to uh, tailor the practice in your own practice time as suits you. So there's always that offering for you to continue and deepen at a, uh, during other times of the day and wherever you feel a practice is rich or meaningful. Sometimes where it's challenging, that's where we need to go. But in this progression, today is the day we introduce or open to the difficult person. It was traditionally actually called the enemy. Um, but we reframed it. It's like, hopefully not too many enemies, sometimes perhaps. But it's amazing as we uh, expand our capacity in this direction, it doesn't take much difficulty in a relationship for the heart to become contracted. Whatever our views of ourselves as strong or independent or resilient, we're very tender beings, really, under that. And a little bit of friction, even in a relationship that's otherwise friendly, um, can cause the heart to quiver a little. And so when we introduce this category, we always say it's not that now's the time to choose your most difficult or the most difficult person in you know the whole world for, for, for you to focus on though there is a place and time for that, but it's really, can we in, in bring into our field someone where there is some difficulty and so we can learn what it's like to stretch a little? Because the, the practice of metta is not about automatically feeling metta. You know, it's not like, oh, now I'm going to practice metta, therefore I'm going to feel metta. Anyone, does that work for you? I never worked for me. Um, there's no on switch for metta. It's not like, oh, now feel this. All we're doing is creating the supportive conditions or inclining the heart and mind towards this capacity to care that we all have. That's innate. This capacity to care, to be kindly, 
to feel warmth towards these different beings. So that's what we're doing here. We're just seeing, can we create these conditions? What would that look like? What would it be like to again and again create the intention towards caring? And we start what for us might see counter, seem counterintuitive with where it's easy. And again, some people might think, oh, but I always feel that, or that's easy. Or I, a lot of people say, oh, I, I metta's great. I feel metta for all beings. It's, it's so easy for me. And I'm like, yeah, well, what about your sister-in-law? You know, what about, you know, the person at work who drives you crazy? It's in that nitty-grittiness of the relationship where the, the difficulty can come. And so the specificity of this practice with the bringing in these different categories of beings can really show us where's our edge. And can we lean into that a little bit? Not the most difficult edge where it's really hard, where there's been real hurt or harm. No. It's just to find someone, and as I'm speaking you can perhaps maybe think, where there's been some disagreement, some irritation, some separation where there may have been friendliness. Again, it could be someone at work who's a little difficult, some family member. You don't see that often, but there's some tension in the relationship. And we see, can the heart open there? Again, it does, and it doesn't have to open with this overflowing of ecstatic love. It just means you're willing to accept or understand that this person too wants to be happy. Whatever their actions are that may cause us difficulty, they're challenging for us, maybe hurtful for us. Underneath that is their wish to be happy. However distorted it may seem to us, to them it makes sense in some way. And so we try to feel into the common humanity there between us and this person. And as we do this practice, we enter this field that James brought in the other day of forgiveness, if there has been hurt or harm. But today, we're not so much focusing on that, though that may be helpful for you to do if you find that uh, necessary to open this doorway. But we also want to do it in a way that we feel safe, basically, that as we bring this person, this difficult person, into our field, there's not a continuation of harm. So for some people with a difficult person, we leave them miles away, you know, however far away they need to be for you to be safe. Perhaps they're back in their home situation. Perhaps you just don't see them anymore. Often in Metta we talk about bringing someone close and having them sit with you. No, you don't have to for the difficult person. So again, we find this right relationship to this person that we can feel into this capacity for caring and see, can it meet this? Can it meet this difficulty? Because the real strength of metta gets developed when it's accessible, when the conditions aren't ideal. Again, we can have this kind of idealistic view of metta or, you know, oh, I can feel metta easily. It just comes naturally. Beautiful. But we also want to have it accessible as a, a doorway for us when the conditions aren't ideal, when we're feeling contracted or fearful or angry. 
Is metta accessible then? And again, not this gushy kind of love that we might have some idea about, but just this sense of care. I have a really low bar for metta. I think I talked about this last night. And it's just, I can keep the phrases going if the phrases work or the sense of the person. And I'm basically willing to say, are you okay? I hope you're okay. Really simple. Sort of basic friendliness, basic warmth. Can be very subtle. It's just... I'm a human being, you're a human being, I recognize your wish to be happy. And so we find ways to open in this direction, and that's part of the skill and the power of metta, is this creativity and flexibility in how we unfold the practice. There's no right way to do it. There's no formula or prescription. There is this form that we use of arousing uh, the sense of the person, your um, relationship with them, your understanding of them, a visual image, a felt sense, the sound of their voice. We can use that. We can use the phrases to shape these wishes. We can hold the, the sense that's present in our heart, the feeling, the mood, the relationship with this person. That's all part of the form. But the most important thing is the intention. The intention to wish well. And that's all we can actually manifest or create. The feeling we can't control, whether it's there or not. Certainly what happens in that relationship we can't control. And so this is not, again, about fixing that relationship. Oh, I'll do meta for this person and then, you know, all will, all will be well. May not be that way. What we can take responsibility for, though, is our own hearts and minds and how we're, what we're bringing to that relationship. And as that changes, it is profound, the changes that might happen in the external, with another person, in a relationship. But we can't do our practice dependent on that. As much as we might wish them well, we have to keep coming back to it's our own hearts and minds that are being transformed. And the power of sustaining this intention. And so the metta might feel weak or flat or rote, especially in this area of the difficult person, that's okay. It doesn't mean you need to get rid of that difficult person and try another one. That one's not working, let me try another one. It just means that there's um, time here for that to be established, to stabilize, and that you can really um, appreciate the, the strength of your intention to just keep saying the phrases. Just keep saying the phrases. And it's amazing the power of that intention as we do it with repetition. If you bring someone into this field with this wish, with this intention to wish them well, and you really do find the heart closes down, it doesn't feel safe or right, then trust that. You can move on 
and choose someone else. Or, as the instruction always is, go back to where it's easier. And I love that there's that instruction. We're so used to know this is my penance, this is my project of fixing this relationship, healing myself, healing this other person. Got to do it. This is my work. That's not the attitude of metta. The attitude of metta is, can the heart feel some openness to this intention? And if it really doesn't feel right, go back to where it's easy. Friend, benefactor, self, whatever it is, or open uh, to all beings. So there's a lot of flexibility here, even as I offer the guided meditation for you to take um, responsibility, for you to take care with your own inner experience and relationship here. So as I've been speaking, hopefully you've chosen someone who will work in this category. When I was introduced to this practice, I I picked someone who was actually a friend, but there was a way they were often with me and with other people. It was difficult. I could feel their good intention, but just something wasn't landing for me in that relationship. And that was more than enough. And what I uh, developed as a practice, and when I told my teacher, they said, oh, that's a traditional practice. It's called swap, and what was it called? Something like swapping metta. And what I would do would be hold, bring into my heart the the person where it was relatively easy, my my friend, my dear friend. And I'd do metta for them. And then kind of like a slate of hand, I'd have my difficult person right behind and just take one of them, okay. This person now. Okay, meta, meta. And it would gradually wear down. And then I just bring my friend back in and reestablish. And then, oh, okay. So again, you can find ways of working with this category that's a little more challenging. Work with distance. Work with, you know, their age. Maybe picture them as a young child. Picture them in a place where you know they feel happy or safe. So that gets reflected back. This is establishing your own agency in this practice that's so powerful. So if you're not already, find that comfortable posture that enables the body to relax and soften. And even though this practice is one of the repetition of phrases, it's really important to keep it based in the body, that it's not just a mental activity, words in the mind. So I always start with grounding in the body, just like we do in our mindfulness practice. And checking in, is the body feeling at ease? Can I soften or straighten or adjust? the posture, the body, as an act of metta for the body, as an act of kindness. And I also find it helpful, and then these are just things that have worked for me. You can try them if they don't work. Certainly drop, don't use. But I find it helpful to Keep a connection with my breath in the metta practice. Breath is such a beautiful way of 
integrating mind, body, heart. And so I just let my attention begin to rest with the breath in a very open, spacious way. Not looking for your anapana spot or some place of concentration, but just this receptivity to the breath. It could be with the whole body if that works better for you. But the breath and the movement, the life of the breath, registering. For me it works to actually refine that to the breath at the heart center. So I begin to rest my attention in the center of the chest, which we have this association with the emotional life, with the heart. And so it's this bringing together the felt sense of the body, the breath, and the heart center. Again, just see if, if this works, the breath moving in and out of the heart, the chest, the center of the chest. And then beginning wherever it's easy for you. Could be meta for yourself, a benefactor, a guide, a teacher, a grandparent figure, a mentor. Could be your dear friend. Maybe even the neutral person was actually easiest for you. Just pick one of these. But take a moment to connect with them, with yourself. So it could be through a visual image, a felt sense, a reflection on their good qualities, your good qualities. We actually feel into this being. It's very visceral. Sometimes there can be little stories or memories, but seeing if we can use those not to pull away into fantasy, but actually help us connect right here at the heart center with this person. If it's another person, perhaps you see their eyes twinkling. Maybe they're smiling back at you. You feel their care for you. There's a resonance there. You feel their humanity. The fullness of their being. And then you begin to let the phrases of metta come from that place of caring. It doesn't have to be a strong emotion. It's just that very basic. Are you okay? I hope you're okay. I care about you. I wish you well. So saying the formal phrases, traditional phrases, if that works for you. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. Whatever variation makes sense for you out of the caring, out of the connection to breath, body, heart center, wishing well for this person.
And now if you're ready, bringing in this person who is difficult for you. Just noticing what happens. What's the energetic response as you turn your attention to this person? What feels safe about how you hold that relationship, the distance, the framing of it? But seeing, can you feel into their humanity, their wish to be happy, even when they act in ways that are challenging. Perhaps out of their own confusion or fear, conditioning. Just sensing into the heart's response, allowing it to be as it is, breathing and opening seeing can I wish this person well in the simplest of ways not to fix them not with the intention that if they were happier they wouldn't cause you so much problem but just for their own well-being may you be safe may you be happy may you be healthy May you live with ease. Just being willing to say the phrases is so powerful. If the mind goes off into story, memory, anger or victim sense, just acknowledging that, but coming back, coming back beginning again. If it proves too challenging, always fine to come back to where it's easier, re-establish the sense of metta, trusting your intuition, and just seeing. Can we create support this intention for well-wishing in this direction to this person. Sometimes we can find ourselves hurrying through the phrases where they really do become rote. So I find it's helpful for me, again, aligning the phrases with the breath. So on the in-breath, I might be quiet, just sensing into this field, the relationship, this person, any sense of caring I can feel, and then say the phrase on the out-breath as an offering as a letting go, as a gesture of caring. And that way the practice <clears throat> can find a balanced flow between that receptive, tuning in to the body, the heart, and then the offering on the out-breath. 
and see if that's helpful for you.
So this practice is a lot about cultivating and trusting our intuition as we shape this intention towards well-wishing, towards ourselves, towards others, then it's how do we support that? What, what are the attitudes, the forms that we can use, the beings we can use that will invoke and support that intention? And so within that, there's a lot of room for creativity and um, flexibility. And really trusting these uh, important instructions about the practice of starting where it's easy and having as the framework the reflecting on the goodness, the goodness in yourself, the goodness in others. That's the doorway, the proximate cause for the metta. And then rather than looking for any specific experience or result, emotion, really trusting the steadiness of the intention, the coming back again and again to the wishing well in the simplest of ways. And if we do that, if we take care of that, then the practice starts to find its momentum, starts to deepen, starts to develop. And always encourage, other teachers have probably said, to take another practice period, whether it's a sitting or a walking, and find your own way through um, the formal practice. Really helpful just to to do it on your own and, and keep that momentum going. And then, of course, having metta as both a a frame or an attitude that we bring to the rest of our day here, our other practices that we're doing, and also as a response. If there is difficulty, if there's challenge in the body, the mind, the heart, that metta can be a really good, a really skillful uh, antidote or response to that. And I think I said last night, we often, if there's difficulty externally, we want to put the metta out there, may send metta to that person, but we're the one who's struggling, we're the one who's suffering, so always helpful to begin with some metta for yourself, or the self-compassion that's also uh, often appropriate. And as we develop that foundation of caring towards ourselves, we can more easily and wholeheartedly offer it outward. So, uh, if you wish to kind of keep your practice going, stay in silence, you're welcome to leave uh, right now. But if there are any questions, I'd be happy to take uh, a couple of questions about this practice, the practice of metta. If there aren't any, we can all leave. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.